BioInsights podcast. I'm Roisin McGuigan, editor of Immuno Oncology Insights, and today we'll be exploring the application of multi-omics and computational approaches for the discovery of novel targets and mechanisms of action in the immuno oncology space. In this episode, I'm joined by Iran Ophir and Yaran Turpaz. Iran is the chief scientific officer at Computen. He is responsible for the company's scientific, translational medicine and biomarker strategy. He brings significant expertise in immunology and immuno-oncology from his research work at the Wiseman Institute of Science and the Ludwig Institute for Cancer Research. Yaren is the Senior Vice President and Senior Advisor of Data and Informatics Solutions at Compugen. He is responsible for the overall data flow inside and outside of the organisation. He supports the Computational Discovery Unit in the ongoing development of computational platforms and also oversees the establishment of systems for data analytics across the organisation. So thank you both for joining me today and I'm really looking forward to our discussion. So to start off with, can you both introduce yourselves and just tell me a little bit about your current role and the work that you do? And Eran, coming to you first. Hi, so my name is Aran Ophir. I'm the Chief Scientific Officer at Compugen. So what I do in Compugen is I'm responsible for the scientific strategy from computational target identification of the field of I.O. to experimentally validating these novel targets we identify and then studying their biology and once moving to the clinic also identify the biomarkers, indication selection and studying the drug MOA, all of this around these novel uh, I.O. targets that we identify. I'm Yaron Turpaz, leading the data and informatics solutions within Compugen. Focus on the analytics, machine learning, and application of target discovery, biomarker discovery, uh, with a focus on immune oncology as the main theme of Compugen. And in terms of background, I've been in the pharmaceutical industry, genomics, and biotech companies in this domain. So on to our topic today, which is obviously around multiomics. So firstly, can you outline for me how you're applying multiomics to novel car- target discovery in the IO space? And Yaren, if we come back to you? Yes, thank you. So in Compugen, we integrate data for multiple sources of omics information, both those that are available in the public domain, as well as those that are generated in-house as basically proprietary data. We focus on uh, genomics, transcriptomics, and probably in the more later technologies that we are adopting is the single cell transcriptomics as well as spatial transcriptomics. And when clinical metadata is available about from the source of the tumors or the patient's data, we of course integrate that as well. And we are building predictive models to help us identify those novel targets. Um, As we identify different novel targets with potential novel mechanism of action, we also take it to the next step and try to better understand the specific indications that those targets would be found and would make an impact. 
And we also try to understand the resistance mechanism based on this uh, omics analysis. And eventually also aspect of patient stratification, which relates to biomarker. It's a, more, it's a bit more challenging aspect within IO, uh, but it gives us really a new resolution and insight into the biology of the tumor and the patient. What advantages do multi-omics approaches offer? And what for you is the cutting edge currently in this space? And Yaren, back to you. Yes, so it's really, we, we have an opportunity these days to get an insight into the biology in an unprecedented resolution. So one way to think of, of it is that we have a, a microscope that really looks into depth that never been seen before. And that's the single cell transcriptomic and the special transcriptomics. We have the ability today to look on each cell type within the tumor and the tumor microenvironment and understand its three-dimensional orientation and level of gene expression. So that levels of insight is, first, it's fascinating from the biology perspective, but it's also quite uh, impactful and useful in the discovery of novel targets and uh, new mechanism of action within immuno-oncology. And so these are the, the key two technologies we're using. Of course, we're using also proteomics and immunohistochemistry uh, imaging in identification of different patient uh, respond. So we combine both image analysis, omics analysis, and clinical metadata to bring it into a powerful insight and a proprietary knowledge base that we've built over the years within CompuGen that help us derive these insights. Next up, can you tell me a bit more about CompuGen's computational approach to developing its immuno-oncology pipeline? We all know that immuno-oncology and immunotherapy revolutionized the cancer treatment. And, and really, the, this is certain tumor types really went through dramatic change in the paradigm of treatment. But still, many patients, even in this indication, and our few indications which really don't respond to immunotherapy treatments. And we use all the multi-omics data and unique algorithms that your own uh, described before to identify novel targets in the field of IO to discover mechanism for resistance for current therapies. And, and this is a big challenge, but using all the multi-omics analysis and looking at the data from different angles using our preparatory algorithms, we're able to identify novel IO targets. And then once the target is identified, what is not less important is to identify the right indication or the right patients that will benefit the best from this treatment. And here again, one can, even before starting clinical trials, using all our uh, um, uh, data, data sets and algorithms to try to predict where we can get the most benefit. And then once we start treating our patients, we invest a lot of efforts in multi-omics analysis of the samples taken from the patients treated from our drugs, from analysis, of serum samples for 1,500 proteins, for example, from single cells RNA, from bulk RNA, from sequencing, and again, from image analysis. We combine all of that again, using again data from our patients treated with our drugs to, to fine tune the exact patient that will respond best, the exact indication, and ideally to find the biomarker to really selectively select the patient who will benefit the best from our treatment. Yaren, did you want to add anything to this one? 
No, I mean, it, it really summarizes it. I think uh, a very important point that Iran mentioned already is this multidimensional view of the problem. Uh, so there is higher chance of identifying the true biology and the mechanism of action when you take different views. And those different views are different sources of data types and different algorithms and predictive models. And that's what we deploy. Great, thank you. So following up on that, what would you say have been your biggest milestones to date in terms of this work? And then what's next? And Erin, if we could come to you. So more than a decade ago, we identified computationally a checkpoint named Tigit. It was around the same time that Genetech identified, Genentech identified this checkpoint. And then a few years later, we discovered another player in the same pathway. This pathway is called the Dynamo One Access, which is named PVRG. And we were the first again to identify this novel target that had no publication around it before. So following this identification and after studying this Dynamo One pathway for quite a while, we are leading today clinical trials evaluating triple blockade of TIGIT, PVRG in PD-1. And we do this in, based on our understanding of this pathway in patients really hard to treat cancers in places where normally checkpoints would not work. And this is a great example how we took drug targets from novel targets identification computationally all the way to the clinic and actually seeing now clinical signals. Uh, we have encouraging phase one data, uh, mainly in two indications which are typically really not responsive, not only to IO, these are really difficult indications. One is platinum resistant ovarian cancer. The second one is macrosatellite stable colorectal cancer. We had really promising phase one result in these in these two indications. We are now have ongoing clinical studies again with triple blockade using our COM701, COM902, which target PVRG and Digit and Prembro to strengthen the signal and to confirm the signal in larger patient numbers. And more than that, AstraZeneca using our digit antibody as part of their PD-1 digit by specific antibody, which they will start phase three later this year. So overall, this DNA one access that we identified again from the beginning computationally is a major milestone for CompuGen and, and hopefully we'll take it all the way to clinical approval. And, and what's next? So more recently we identified another resistant mechanism in cancer. We did it again computationally. We identified in this case a known protein, but a novel way to target it. We identified an ILTN-ILTN-BP complex which is ILTIN is a cytokine, which is found in the tumor environment, and it's a really potent one, but it's being blocked by ILTIN binding protein. So what we identified computationally, that if you block this interaction with an antibody, you unleash ILTIN to be active in tumor environment. And what we have these days is really um, quite potent and robust preclinical data showing how this approach, again, identified computationally, but really using all these approaches we described before, multi-omics approaches on big data to identify this specific resistant mechanism that preclinical results have shown that if you block this interaction, you get modulation of the tumor environment, again, unleashing the natural activity of ILT to stimulate immune activation. And what is really nice about this approach, and again, this is from the beginning, from the prediction, this is what we anticipated, and this is what we see now preclinically, is that the periphery, the normal tissues, the blood is completely clean. We are modulating only the tumor environment without affecting um, the, the periphery, what would suggest a really beneficial therapeutic window and therefore efficacy, 
hopefully without toxicity. And this is the holy grail in the cytokine treatment in general. And this is a novel approach, again, identified computationally to harness cytokine biology for the treatment of cancer. Wonderful, thank you. And Jan, would you like to chime in on this one at all? So again, this was a great detailed summary of, of the achievements and the excitement that we have. Uh, maybe maybe to, to mention the obvious, but uh, the beauty of generating internally data that uh, progress targets in the pipeline and validate it, that any every piece of data, both the positive and negative, can feed back into the knowledge base and the algorithm and continue to optimize them and train them. And so over the year, we actually built this uh, unique and proprietary knowledge base I mentioned earlier, which continuously get fed with validation results from the experiments and therefore strengthen our confidence in the initial hypothesis generated by the computational approach. So next up, the development of diagnostic and prognostic biomarkers remains a key challenge for the IO space. How can computational approaches specifically help in these efforts? So, so this is a very important point. So when you look at biomarkers for um, molecules like anti antibody drug conjugates, in which you target a specific surface markers on the tumor cell that you want to target with a toxin, or with a small molecule, if you target a specific mutation, if, this, if the surface marker is not there, or if the mutation is not there, Obviously, there is no reason to treat this patient. If there is no HER2 positivity on the tumor, you would not treat it with HER2 targeting agents. So the biomarker for these kind of treatments is relatively straightforward. Now, when you come to IO, this is much more challenging because eventually you want to modulate a complex immune system to treat cancer. And the biomarker is not straightforward. And in this case, probably will be the biomarker. So there is one biomarker, which is PD-L1, but everybody agrees that this is not a great biomarker, the only one which is currently um, uh, relevant because it does reflect somehow on the patient who will respond. But definitely we need better biomarkers for immuno-oncology because it can be that PD-L1 is the biomarker for all types of immuno-oncology. So if you know wants now to tailor a specific biomarker for different immuno-oncology agents, then you need probably to use now multi-omics analysis um, and really to combine computational approaches to find complex gene signatures and to co com combine potentially few modalities of biomarkers to identify the really the patient who can respond to the best. And this is exactly what we try to do in Compugen. We take samples from patients treated on our, on our trials. We analyze them with multiple, multiple omics analysis from, again, from blood to the tumor environment, different sequencing and other approaches. We then integrate all of that computationally to differentiate between respondent and responder, trying to really identify these co more complex biomarkers that could be relevant for selecting patients for our trials. And this is an approach that could be also employed probably for other IO agents. So what would be top of your wish list for new tools or innovations in this space? And Jan, if you'd like to start us off. Yes, so I think... Um... Well, new tools and innovation. I think one area that relates maybe to the previous question, one of the challenges from data scientist's point of view, you're, all, you're always thirsty for more data. And within I.O. and the discovery of biomarker, we're always in a need of larger scale I.O. data sets that include both high quality longitudinal patient respond information as well as 
this multidimensional omics characterization of tumor, which is of course uh, quite expensive to generate on large scale. And that's where we look forward to have a more global communities insight and effort in generating such data, which then can feed into our algorithm and predictive models. Uh, I think the both single cell transcriptomic as well as spatial transcriptomic are relatively new technologies and they're still in the process of growth and get, get to maturity. So that's true for both the actual instrumentation and assays that become more robust and more accurate over time, as well as the algorithm for all the downstream data analysis. Uh, this is also a global community effort of development, which we are both uh, utilizing as well as contributing to. Uh, so I think it's really exciting what will come on the coming decades as those technologies are matured and being utilized in IO target and biomarker discovery. Thank you. And Erin, what would be top of your own wish list? So I would expand on what Jaron just said. Definitely, if you want, and people talk about employing AI in immuno-oncology prediction or immuno-oncology prediction of biomarkers, but to have an efficient AI, you need to have a decent training set. And for this, you need big data. And this exactly goes to the point that Jaron mentioned. We need a community-based effort, both of data sharing, many, many people are not sharing the data, especially, of course, commercial organizations, but also, um, incorporating the, these cutting-edge technologies into the day-to-day -day clinical facilities really to generate big amount of data that will be publicly shared and then we can really employ so more sophisticated AI tools and other data mining tools to really employ it for uh, um, data target identification and potentially even better biomarker selection. And what we do in Compugen, not only, uh, of course, we put a lot of effort to generate or to get this data, but we also develop tools, sophisticated tools, to um, take limited amount of data and to utilize it as a, a, in a sophisticated approach to be able to use it as if it was big data. So this is, of course, a challenge, but uh, this is something we work on to uh, make the best out of the limited data which is available out there. Well, thank you to Iran and Yaren for such an insightful discussion. And if you enjoyed listening, don't forget to subscribe to the BioInsights podcast.